Welcome back, everybody, to Bar Talk by Nerd Vector. This is In Grimy Song, and um, I have my partner in crime, Shay Cahill Cahill, on the other mic. Yeah, apparently I have two last names. So Yeah, you have two last names, yes. Yeah, it was news to me, but I'm good with it. Well, <laughs> well you said your gamer handle was Cahill, like K, the letter oh, K. Oh, true, Hill. true. Oh, I see what you're going with now. All ah, right, so you we see were what spelling I'm doing it now. out. Yeah, if you were spelling it out, it would look different. All right. All right. All right. Well, well, the uh, the concept of this podcast really evolved from uh, Grimy here and I just, um, you know, we were in lockdown. We decided to start making drinks together. I usually get a little buzz because he doesn't drink and we would play video games or watch movies and shows together. And I come up with drinks just themed off what we're doing for the day. We were really bored, really bored. <laughs> like I like to think of it as if we're sitting at the bar together and we're talking about the new show, the new movie that came out. But then you have to drive me home after. <laughs> I don't wanna. That too bad. You got roped into this. I don't wanna. Anyway. <laughs> well then, well, what's the first thing you don't want to talk about? The first thing I don't want to talk about is Mortal Kombat. Oh yeah. <laughs> I do like that theme song. Oh, dude. I love that theme song. I told you we had the CD for the whole soundtrack and uh, we destroyed them, me and my friends. Yes, you played it so many times you burned out the CD. Yep, pretty much. Love that soundtrack from the original movie. That is actually impressive. Yeah, I know. But um, yeah, today we're going to talk about Mortal Kombat and um, what was the other thing? Oh, Falcon and the Winter Soldier today. Yeah, we're going to do the full series wrap up on that because we haven't taken any real time to talk about it the last six weeks. No, not really. We really, we've been a little busy. We've, yeah. we've had a lot of things going on. Yeah, and I didn't want to just like focus on episode by episode on the one thing, so. Yeah, no, uh, this is much better. Serious finale. But um. You have uh, you have two drinks there that you want to introduce, don't you? Yes. First, I have the Mortal Kombat drink that I'm calling... Well, mm, I was going with the finisher, but I mean... Why don't you just call it the fatality? Yeah, that's the thing. I was like, or, eh. the, or the bestiality, or the babyality. Why? Why? <laughs> Why? Why, why you gotta what? make it weird? <laughs> <laughs> there are things in the game. Those are I... actual things in the game. Oh, God. You know a little bit more of the game than I do, so you're going to have to fill us in along the way on things like Wait, that. Wait, hold up. Are you seriously saying that you don't know what those things are? No. Oh, well, I know okay. what they are in real life. <laughs> okay. And in, in, in actually, hindsight. I can think of there was there was one um, fatality that was turning somebody into a baby and murdering them. Yeah, babality, babyality. Hold on, how do you pronounce that? I'm not sure. And now I'm seeing the ramifications of um, having my window open because it's 85 degrees, and uh, <laughs> a motorcycle just rolled by, and I just saw the roll happen like picking it up <laughs> off the mic it's like oh, yeah okay. uh, t- 
Tasty's gonna have a fun time uh, editing this one. Nah, screw it. Don't edit it out. It's character. <laughs> yeah, but um, so Mortal Kombat has fatalities, right? Uh huh. They have variances on those fatalities called babalities, and um, I'm thinking bestialities, but I gotta. Yeah, you said bestialities, and <laughs> I, I don't think I want to know what those finishers are. Yeah, no, it's bestiality, yeah. Well, they transform into a beast and they kill you. That's when, like, Liu Kang turns into a dragon and uh, right, right. Uh, Wolf Boy turns into a wolf, that whole thing. Yes. I can't believe you didn't know that. No, I never heard them called that, but I was a little younger than you when Mortal Kombat became big. Ah, uh, uh, true, true. Like, I've played it on and off throughout the years, but I was never the biggest fan. Like, not to say I don't like it, it's just I never fully got into the lore and everything. But I know all the basics. Yeah, I'm definitely a little more of a Mortal Kombat head than you are. Yeah. Mm. Though, anyway, to go you want to finish it, introducing your drink? Since I, mean, I interrupted maybe, you? <laughs> since I super want to drink it, the fatality here is a hot oh, toddy. Oh, you're going to go with fatality. Yeah, now I'm going with fatality. <laughs> All right? Finish him. I could also call it the finish him. <laughs> um, Get over here? No, that doesn't work. No, no. Okay, no. I tried. Because this is the end of the night drink, is what I went with. Um... Got my spoon in it right now, being all classy. Um, I went with a green tea with turmeric uh, and cinnamon whiskey and a healthy splash of pomegranate juice. Heat that all up, and it's a nice, like, pink-red, like, blood color was what I was going for. Yeah, turmeric and drinks have become very popular lately. Yeah, it's very popular, like, if you're searching around just any of the teas in the grocery store, it's like, oh, yep, we mix this with everything now. Yeah, it's kind of like the, um, well, pun intended, mm. flavor of the year. Yeah, I'll go with that. Oh, man. <laughs> How is it? That's really good. A little spicy, a little fruity. I dig this a lot. Yeah, I mean, they... A lot of people oh. have been uh, mixing. It's a good nightcap. Um, turmeric with orange lately. Yeah, I've seen a bunch of that. So, mm. kind of like looking at that inspired me to play around with it. Mm. Um, I almost put orange in it, but I really like it how it is. I think this is very versatile. You could switch it up with a few different fruit juices. Mm, probably. You said you use pomegranate, right? Mm hmm. Mm. Yeah, and I really only did that for the color, but I mean, gives a nice kind of like fruity yet crisp finish. Mm. You make a turmeric syrup or did you just put in the powder? No, no, no. So it's straight up just a tea bag. Oh, the, it's um, it's a green tea turmeric tea. Got yeah. It, got it. Okay. Yeah, no, I uh, I actually have some in the pantry. I could have played around if I wanted to be more fancy, but saw this stuff in the store and like, hey, let's make it easy. Oh, okay. 
Okay, so the tea has the turmeric in it. That makes a little more sense to me. Yeah. Putting powder in a cocktail doesn't exactly go well, ever. Yeah. But the turmeric gives it like a little extra spice with the cinnamon, and then the pomegranate and green tea gives it like this crisp yet fruity flavor. Hmm. I gotta try it. Yeah, it's actually really good. I, um... Mm. I'm super down for this. This is like... This might be my new late night, just relax in front of the computer drink. It's your nightcap, huh? Mm-hmm. Mm. It's my finisher. My fatality. <laughs> fatality. You can't pick a name and go with it. <laughs> oh, no, I'm picking all the names. There's no one name. But all right, what did right. you think of the movie? Um, mm, That's a loaded question, in my opinion. I'll tell you what, what's your, like, history with the game first? Um, well, I mean, my, so I started off Mortal Kombat with my first console. Like, I was, uh, I want to say, like, Mm 10-ish, and I got a Sega Genesis, and um, I tricked my parents into getting me Mortal Kombat because, you know, they didn't know anything about games. Everybody had to trick their parents, but back then yeah <laughs> yeah 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 but um yeah ever since then like it's not even just the lore like the fighting and the fatality was a new thing at the time like the gore the um just the violence of the game itself and i know they keep saying that you know video games are too violent and all this stuff but it was a new novelty at the time there was no other game like it right and yeah. it got me hooked immediately. And having a complicated series of moves, like while other games were playing around with it too, the fatality was a whole different level. Oh yeah, absolutely. I mean, there was Street Fighter, right? But like the combos, the air combos, and all these stuff that um, the newer game, newer fighting games are like focusing on. Even the Mortal Kombat 11 has a lot of combos in it. They didn't have that. It was all about the special moves. It's all about the try to get as much damage in with one move kind of a uh, deal. Yeah. And yeah, the fatalities were just like we would, me and my friends would play and try to do all the fatalities for all the characters. And at that time, it was only maybe, I want to say 12 characters at most. And you could unlock Reptile, right? Mm-hmm. But um yeah, I continued playing Mortal Kombat 1, 2, 3. They evolved the fighting style and, you know, they introduced the stuff that I just talked about, you know, babalities and uh, bestialities and stuff. So, And I mean, the first game, this was back in the days before the internet. Like, this is dinosaur times. <laughs> this is before dial-up, I believe. Yeah, like, yeah. you had to find that stuff in magazines, and, like, there were limited announcements about those things. Oh. Especially oh. because, if I have it correct, the um, original creators did not expect anybody to uh, discover fatalities. It was, like, their yeah, little hidden I, thing. Yeah, I heard that somewhere. But, um, yeah, like, Game Informer, you remember that magazine? Yep. Yeah, I used to have a subscription from them. So like when the when all the 90s games came out, like Pokemon and stuff, like they had all of the um, secrets and the cheat codes and 
Yeah, I had a whole bunch of those. I should have kept them. They might be worth something right now. Ah, maybe. <laughs> worth like 10 bucks a magazine. Hey, that's still something. Nah, I mean, if you had a few years worth of them. <laughs> you get your car fixed finally. Yeah, I need a new car. Yeah. Did you watch the uh, original movies? Yes. Yes. And I know there's a nostalgia f factor and everything like that, but I don't know. I didn't enjoy them as much. No, I thought the original was great. Did you? I know I know they called it the, um, what was it? The apex of uh, gaming movies at the time? Yeah, it was like the height of video game movies, and it remained such for like 15 years because all video game movies are garbage. <laughs> yeah. And I'm not saying this movie wasn't garbage. I'm just saying it's enjoyable. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I just I I I didn't watch it that many times. You know, I watched it maybe once or twice and it wasn't a movie that I was um drawn to right. watch again. Fair enough. Yeah. Kind of like uh the Street Fighter movie yes. with uh yes. Jean-Claude Van Damme. <laughs> That was a great movie. Oh my god. And that and that was sarcasm if you if you didn't. Oh no, I couldn't tell. No, no. Well, what about this movie? What'd you think? This one? Mm. I like the first quarter and the last quarter. So basically so basically I like the fights with Sub Zero and Scorpion yeah. in it. <laughs> That's basically what I liked. I can't totally disagree with you. Yeah, yeah. I was actually very pumped because the first, like the Hanzo Hasashi and uh, Bihan fight at, um, you know, with the old setting with the kunai and their kind of like origin story, that fight was so, mm, it was well choreographed, it was bloody, like, and his, mm. It felt very real. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, the kunai was a, it's a, it's the original history of it is it's a multi-tool in old Japan, right? It, and it developed into a weapon. There's a proper name for that type of kunai too. It like, it was a farm tool, I believe that, um, yeah, that's the thing about original ninjas. Like their weapons were all like household items. Yeah, they were, they were the rebels and that they, they used whatever they could. But yeah, the he destroyed like the Lin Kuei clan that came after him. Like destroyed them. Oh my god. And then the <laughs> and then the fight with Bihan. Dude, just watching him like peel through everybody so quickly and him making the makeshift um chain weapon with the rope. Yeah, his signature move. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that, that was such a, like, just awesome, like, get you hyped kind of scene. I, I was very excited for that. I can't say I kept that through the whole movie, though. No, but it was a great introduction. Yes. And it kind of gave me very high hopes for the rest of the yeah. movie, right? Then they introduced Cole. He is the descendant of uh, Scorpion. Yeah, he's the descendant of Scorpion, and um, they lulled the story so much that I kind of lost interest in the middle. 
I think you and I kind of did the same thing. And, you know, I don't want to hate on the movie too much, but before the climax, I think we both went down like for a nap. <laughs> it, it was it was two hours long, very close to two hours, right? I think it was probably like 30 minutes too long. I tried to um, watch it. I got home late from work and I, I found the middle part to be just... I don't know. It was dragging like so much there. Yeah. There wasn't anything significant going on. There was some world building there, but where are the fights? We had a fight against reptile, which was great. Mm. But then after that, nothing for a while. My overall, this um, overall opinion of this movie was they were setting up a reboot franchise more than focusing on making like a good movie. This wasn't even technically the Mortal Kombat. No. This was the lead up to Mortal Kombat. So. Yeah, there's no tournament. There was no tournament. They did their little makeshift tournament out of necessity because everybody cheats, apparently. <laughs> apparently. But I have to say, during the middle, though, um, Josh Lawson, Kano. Mm-hmm. He, he he had some funny lines. He he made it oh, he made it funny. He he was the comedic relief of the movie. He was great. Oh man. Uh he played that part really well. No, I'd I'd love to see him like do more of that. Yeah, he embodied Kano, I yeah. think. Like that's the character that I see. Like a jackass pirate. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I don't know any other way to explain it. No, yeah, but um, <laughs> it was bad. Whenever I saw Jax on screen, all I could think of like Jimmy Olsen. <laughs> like you know, yeah, from uh, Supergirl. Yeah, 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 yeah. There was a lot of silence there. You had to think about that for a second. Took you? me a quick second. It's been a minute since I watched <laughs> Supergirl, but you and I talked about this. We both have apparently watched all the CW shows without ever talking about it together. Yeah, well, it's over now, so I don't think we'll ever talk about it. But maybe, maybe in the future. But I could not get Jimmy Olsen out of my head. I think he did a great job, though. I loved, so, the way the story goes with, um, what's the main character's name again? Uh, Cole Young. Cole. So, Cole has his Mortal Kombat birthmark that, you know, people don't question of freaking fully realized dragon or a boris tattoo sure okay it was a very defined tat like um birthmark yeah. wasn't it quote-unquote birthmark yeah like it wasn't like it was it definitely just looked like a dragon yeah it wasn't anything vague just oh yeah it's a birthmark yeah okay sure keep telling yourself that <laughs> um and they introduce cole as this like washed up fighter Mm -hmm. Yeah, he was um, out of his prime MMA fight. Yeah, and then it's um, Luke, um, it's um, oh fudge. Um, Talk it through. <laughs> I'm blanking on the name. Um, not Kano. Not uh, it's Robot Arms. Jax. There it is. Jax. Jax. There you go. Jimmy Olsen. Just say Jimmy Olsen. We're fine. Yeah, it's Jimmy Olsen. So Jimmy Olsen rescues him from Sub-Zero, and that's how he loses his arms. I thought that was pretty great. 
Oh no, that's a good. Um, that's definitely a better origin story than Annihilation. Yeah. Which? What exactly was it in Annihilation? Like he was in a bombing or uh, something? He lost it in a in a tour, I think. I'll look it up real quick. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but I think they did a good job introducing everybody, even Kano, even Sonya, Liu Kang, Kung Lao, like. Yeah. They all have a backstory, and you kind of... Well, Liu Kao and um, Liu Kang, I was a little um, underwhelmed by them. Yeah, yeah, you're not wrong. Like, there wasn't enough going on with them to... His name is Liu Kao, right? Is that it? No, Liu Kang. Kung Lao. Ah, uh, Kung Lao. Wait, I thought Kung Lao. There's too many names here. Um, <laughs> hat dude. So hat dude. The hat dude. Uh, We're um, gonna go with hat dude. Yeah, yeah. I'm. I fuck off on the names anymore. So hat dude. <laughs> I felt like he was just like a figurehead put up to be put down, and I know him from the games. Like I know his move set, but I don't know. He was just kind of like a garbage character in this, meant to be thrown away eventually. He was just pompous, dude. Yeah, well, I'll I'll defend that a little bit because in the in the games, Kung Lao gets defeated by Liu Kang in the tournament mm-hmm. in one of the qualifiers, and then Liu Kang ultimately wins the tournament, right? So yeah. I think they're kind of feeding off of that. But did you did you feel like some of the deaths were inconsequential and kind of rushed? Absolutely, especially when it came to the um, all the enemies in it especially towards the end. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, like how Sonya just comes in and just does one blast and uh, Melina just dies. Yeah, and Jax is just basically able to punch this dude in the face twice and then slap his hands together and cave in his skull. They were pretty short-lived. Yeah, I just... I, I mean, mm, I I get it. It's fatalities and all that stuff, but... I don't know. It felt like they went down too easy. That being said, it was funny to me that about like 35 minutes of this movie, if not longer, is just those final fights. Mm, Yeah. I mean, there were a lot of fights. Yeah, they felt shorter, though, when I first watched them. And then I did like a rewatch just of the climax of the movie and I had to... Okay, rewind, rewind, rewind. Wait, how much of this movie is that final fight? Yeah, that final fight's like 35, 40 minutes. Like yeah. from the from the start of when the barrier goes down to the end of the movie is like 40 minutes. Yeah, and that surprised me like on rewatch because it doesn't feel like that. Yeah, but think about it. It was 40 minutes, right? Yeah. 20 minutes of it was probably Scorpion and Sub-Zero at the end, right? And no, that's only about, like, at best, seven minutes. Is it really? Uh, yeah. It just felt it, longer it, then. It is surprisingly short. Huh. Well, it felt longer to me. Yeah, no, it feels longer. Yeah, that's why I was so surprised. And, I mean, I suppose that's a good thing. I mean, the fights felt long, but short at the same time, which hmm. complicated. Well, I mean, they had to put in a lot of fights in a short amount of time. 
Okay, yeah. let's say 10 minutes for the Sub-Zero Scorpion finale fight, right? Then you have 30 minutes to do probably, it was a battle royale and then multiple single battles. Like, yeah, they definitely had to rush some of it. Yeah. What'd you think of uh, Cole? Like, the new original character who's uh, Scorpion's ancestor? <laughs> Not my favorite character? <laughs> yeah. I think I think uh what's the actor's name? Uh Lewis Tan. I think he acted it well. I just don't like the character. I have to kind of disagree real quick. Oh really? There were a few scenes. When they're in that void space right before the climactic final battle, mm-hmm. all his readings to me just felt dead. Eh, I agree with that. I, I agree with that. And he becomes the leader all of a sudden. Yeah, uh, with Liu Kang still there and, you know, Kung Lao dead, but he he becomes the leader of the whole group all of a sudden. Yeah, mm. and his readings were pretty weak to me. Mm. I'll give you that. But I think he, uh, I don't know. He's basically a punching bag, and his powers reflect that. His armor absorbs punches and reflects it back to, back to um, the enemy, like especially yeah. in the Goro fight. Which, that reminds me of so many other, like, I don't know, comic book and anime characters of take a punch, kind of counter, bring it back twice as, twice as strong kind of situation. Yeah, yeah, there's a lot of powers like that. Though, it was pointed out to me, his armor is like a weave, like it's single strands over and over and over again like a rope yeah i think um i read something where it was it was kind of significant of the basket that um the uh the last bloodline baby was saved by raiden the basket that he was in it was supposed to symbolize that and it was supposed to protect him oh see i didn't see that at the time but i did think about um scorpions rope and uh kunai situation mm. i think it also came from the bracelet that um what was her name emily made yeah his daughter yeah his daughter yeah that was the other thing but that bracelet was also done in scorpions colors yeah yeah well yellow and black is the bloodlines colors so yeah i wasn't a big fan of the original character I feel like they should have used an existing character and made them the main character. But yeah. uh, don't disagree with you. Yeah. I'm not opposed to the idea. I just... Maybe it could have been done better. Uh, watch, Mortal Kombat 12 comes out and he's one of the characters in there. Oh, he's totally going to be. They're going to add him Ooh. in now, no matter what. Yeah, they're going to have to go with it. Yeah, this is Scorpion's great, 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 great grandson. Sure, I think you're missing a few greats in there. <laughs> but was he that great? Nah, he wasn't that great. No. Ah, ah I see what you did there. Mm-hmm. You think you're smart. Oh, no, I'm just trying to buy time between my sips and my hot toddy. <laughs> um, what do you think about Raiden? Honestly? Blackluster? Yeah, he didn't do shit. <laughs> he didn't do anything. Like, 
alright, you can make portals. Yeah, yeah. Do something, anything else. I know that Elder Gods are not supposed to interfere and all that stuff in the lore, but I don't know. I feel like even if he wasn't there, the movie would have continued. <laughs> yeah, it pretty much would have happened close to the same. Mm. Yeah, it was... Yeah. Uh, and that's disappointing. I love Raiden conceptually as a character. Oh, yeah, yeah. And I love the idea that Raiden breaks the rules and it's just like, screw it, I'm in the Mortal Kombat now. That's how it was in the original movie, if I remember correctly. I think uh, they don't do that until the second movie, but the two of them kind of blend was together. Was it Annihilation they did that? Yeah. Yeah, okay. Look, my, my final thoughts on this movie was I was super hyped for it. I'm a little disappointed, and I, and I think I'm overly critical on it because of how hyped I was and looking forward to it, and I just wanted it to be amazing. And it wasn't. And I feel like that's fair. I'm, I wanted, like, not even being the biggest Mortal Kombat fan, I wanted this movie to be more than it was. But that being mm-hmm. said, it wasn't a terrible movie. It was just kind of like, eh, I might give it like a B minus. Yeah, yeah. I, it, I think it's better than the original too. Yeah. By far. And I think it's a... Better looking movie, obviously, because it's been years since the original. Oh, dude, we could talk on the CG on just, like, how great the flame effects looked and everybody's Mm -hmm. abilities looked. I mean, it was amazing on that front. Yeah, and it looked, it was beautiful. It looked great. The blood work, pretty good. I love, like, Sub-Zero freezing um, the blood and stabbing Hanzo with it again, or Scorpion. Yeah. I, I, I like that. I like the fight scenes. If they did a hour and a half movie with like 75% of that being fights, I think I would have enjoyed it a lot more. Yeah, you kind of just want to see the fights, don't you, in Mortal Kombat? You don't want to see like them trekking around the desert for a minute. No, no. Like it's Mortal Kombat. You want to see people punching each other and freezing people and, you know swords and whatever they use like yeah that's what you want to see the stereotypical board of all the photos posting together we believe there's this thing called mortal kombat (laughs) look mortal kombat has a huge lore base like you could spend hours researching it between all the games and stuff you can't put that into one movie though and i feel like that's what they were trying to do yeah trying to build up to what's going to be the next movie and all right hopefully this is where we get all the action hopefully and a few more of the uh favorite characters that everybody you know was clamoring for yeah yeah maybe we'll actually see a tournament yeah we can see um luke cage luke cage johnny cage johnny cage there it is luke Luke Cage is uh, Marvel. <laughs> yeah. I thought about that the second I said it. I was like, wait, that's not right. Man, you are messing up your names all left and right today. Dude, I've always been bad at names, all right? I usually keep <laughs> notes for this. Uh, yeah. Plus, it's 82 degrees at 10 p.m. 
No excuses. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. This is a plenty valid excuse. No, you're right. I was miserable all day, so I can't blame you on that. Yeah. Until I came into the basement, and it's cool down here. I yeah, like you it. Son of a bitch. I'm moving in there soon. <laughs> no, no. I'll kill. Uh, we would kill each other, I think. Yeah, that seems about right. <laughs> we we'd start our own Mortal Kombat. All right. So, Falcon and the Winter Soldier. Yes. Sec- second yeah. topic of the day. All right. Yeah, I I want to talk about Falcon and the Winter Soldier more anyway. I yeah, we've been uh, putting this off for weeks, so I'll start us off with the drink of the day. Yeah. All right. So, um, help me out with his name. Um, the actor that plays Sam. Anthony Mackie. Yeah, Mackie. Um, I kind of went with his background on making the drink. He's a big Louisiana guy. And um, I was looking at a lot of Bourbon Street drinks, but coming up with something with two days notice with very specific bourbons was a little tough. It's a little hard to do. Yeah. Yeah. So I went with a uh, a hurricane drink, which is very popular in Louisiana, but I put my own twist on it. Instead of uh, pineapple or orange juice, I use grapefruit juice. Ooh, you know how much I love grapefruit. Yeah, it is. Mm. Uh, I'm excited to drink this one. I've been letting it sit. I haven't touched it yet. I put my ice cubes on the side even. Oh, wow. Okay. So you really... <laughs> oh, yeah. I shook this one on the side, poured it, and I got the ice cubes waiting. Um, did, you ch- did you chill the glass? No, I didn't go that far. Oh, man. I know. I should have. I should have put Ooh. that in the freezer for a while. But, so instead of grenadine, I used non-alcoholic blue carousel. Oh, you went... <laughs> Yeah, we should get I have sponsored that bottle by Blue now, Carousel at right? this point. No, absolutely. Keep making blue <laughs> drinks week by week. Any company that makes Blue Carousel should just just sponsor us at this point. I'm down. But I also used uh, uh, light rum and dark rum. Oh, you went with both. Okay. Yeah. So I went with like a full shot of light rum. And a quarter shot of dark rum. I ended up with this drink with just this foggy blue color that kind of just looks like, I don't know, if you're ever on the seashore in a place that's a little more inland, that's the color of the water. Oh, like that murky algae kind of filled water kind of thing? Yeah. Yeah. There's almost a greenish tint to it. Yeah, yeah, okay. Like the Jersey Shore? <laughs> well, it's not radioactive. <laughs> All the chemicals in the Jersey Shore? Yeah. No, but uh, let me try this one. Hold on. Give me a sec. That's a big swig, man. Uh, it took me a second. I dropped two ice cubes in it. Give me a sec. <laughs> you are taking your time with this one. Mm. Actually, yeah, let me take my time for a second. Yeah, yeah, enjoy it, man. No, that that sounds good. I like that. It's fruity. It's sour. 
and it's like an original take on a old classic. Mm. I mean, I love grapefruit. I like putting grapefruit instead of passion fruit, pineapple, orange juice in any of my cocktails. So, yeah, I'm more of a sour guy. So, I approve. <laughs> yeah, it's quite good and stupid easy to make. So, mm. I might make this one in the future. But that being said, like the whole reason I went behind this drink was because this show, while a little more conventional, like like our classic Marvel movies. Yeah, yeah. It hits some complicated themes. So I wanted to oh. do something that was a little complicated without being crazy. Oh, it definitely hit on a lot of relevant topics in the world right now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I it, That totally hit me off guard, actually. I didn't expect it to talk about racism as much as it did. Or, yeah. Or... Um, you know, the state of the world and people, governments imposing their will on the people and stuff like that. Like those, those heavy topics, I did not see it hitting those. Yeah, I think leading up to this, my concept was it was, was it was. <laughs> was it? <laughs> you are doing to be, great today. I know. It was going to be more on brand for other Marvel movies. It was going to be very Avengers, very Captain America, which it was. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, I agree. I didn't expect enough, like, like all the social commentary that we got all throughout it, which I kind of should have expected with Sam not wanting to pick up the shield. Yeah, well, we expected that, right? That was yeah. always going to be part of it with... Um, Sam being reluctant to take up the Captain America mantle. But there's a lot of other, um, like, PTSD with uh, the Winter Soldier and even how veterans are treated right now with um, Sam trying to get a loan. And granted that there's, what did they say? There was five years of um, no income. And of course there's five years of no income. He was dusted. And I liked that at the beginning of this show. It went into... These are two soldiers returning home from war. Yeah. Like the opening of this entire show was essentially that and the different struggles that they're both going through. Mm-hmm. Totally different um, problems that they both had. So Yeah. Yeah. It was, uh, and I liked being introduced to uh, Sam's sister and his nephews. I think they needed the family aspect of it, though. And yeah, that's what. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, throughout the entire show, we as like the evolution of uh, Sam and Bucky's relationship goes on through the struggles of the show. Like Bucky comes and helps Sam work on the family boat. I mean, that was kind of a cool episode. They did that in episode five. Uh, yeah, that was the one before the main fight. Yep. Mm -hmm. And they, they fix up the, the net. And I do like how they did the dynamic because they, they still managed to weave in a good amount of humor without it being awkward. Yeah. Like the, the dynamic of the winter soldier and Falcon from Avengers was still there. There were one liners. There was, um, I love the part where like Sam's struggling to pull like a panel off the boat. And then, uh, um, uh, 
Winter Soldier just comes by and just rips it off. Like, like small things like that. I think I know what scene you're talking about, but then even um, Bucky tries to turn a pipe and grabs a wrench to turn the pipe, does it, and then Sam goes, wait, why don't you just use your metal arm? And Bucky looks down at his metal arm. You see, I'm a, I'm a righty, actually. I don't always think <laughs> <Yes>. about this. <laughs> like, I did like that line. That line was great. I did like that. Oh. Yeah, it's like just those moments. And when they're in therapy together in episode two, that was great. Like they have to lock eyes and actually talk about their feelings. And of all people, it's Bucky who opens up for a hot minute. Yeah. And Sam shuts it down. Yeah, that was a reversal that I didn't see coming. Yeah. Hmm. Well, it was a it was a redemption arc for Bucky, right? And mm-hmm. it was a realization arc for Sam. Yeah, that sounds about right. That hmm. he had to be when and we're always spoilers. When he takes on the Captain America title finally in the last episode, he gives a hard talk about he was afraid to put it on because he wasn't the blonde-haired, blue-eyed, perfect American example soldier. Right. His monologue after he saved the Senators, that was a good monologue. Yeah. I was pretty much locked into the screen when that was happening. Oh, I mean, he just basically said everybody has to do better if we want to be better. Honestly. Yeah. Like, hey, I don't have all the answers. I'm not going to give you the answer of what you need to do. Just do better. Yeah. Like, try. Try. I feel like it was a good message for the world we're currently in. Yeah. You know, there's a lot, a lot of things going on right now, so... Yeah, and it was a very good message of like, hey, we all have disagreements. Uh, try not to be an asshole, and they won't become wars. Yeah, well, if the world is filled with you and me, we're just we're just assholes in general. Yeah, but we're like delightful assholes, and we'll <laughs> never start a war. We'll occasionally punch a wall, but delightful assholes. Yo, you don't remember the prank wars we used to do? Oh, my God. Those were wars. Those were definitely wars. Oh, no. You never fully retaliated on me. I Yeah, I think that was the last one. So I owe yeah, you Yeah, you were in some other prank wars, but I got you <laughs> a bunch of times, and you never turned it around on me. No. Do you know why? Why? Because I thought it was somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> I retaliated on somebody else. No, there was one time, uh, for everybody, anybody listening, um, put a giant, like, human-sized box on this guy's desk, and I filled half the box with ping-pong balls and stress relief balls, but the top of it was just plushies that are meant for arcade stuff. He comes in the next morning, early a.m., course pick the box off the desk but i've cut out the bottom of the box yeah i hated you for that one 
I came to work three days later and all the balls were still all over the floor. <laughs> yeah, I refused to pick it up. <laughs> refused to pick it up. <laughs> and I wasn't picking up any of them either. Like, they lived there for weeks. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Anyway. <laughs> Good right, memories. But... Good memories. What'd you think of the like overall story with all right, we had the flag smashers. Mm -hmm. They were trying to break borders more the way things were pre everybody coming back. During the blip. Yeah. Yeah. What'd you think of them for the story? Mm. They were necessary. Yeah. Is that the word I want to use? No. They were forced into their role. You know, during the monologue that Sam did, you know, the governments are displacing these people that found new homes for five years after half the people got dusted. And you can't just ignore that. And these guys were being refugees and um, being displaced. And you corner somebody that much, they're going to lash out. Yeah. I think they did a good job incorporating the Flag Smasher. Like, that's an actual villain, right? But instead, mm -hmm. it's a group. Right. Morgenthau is the name of the Flag Smasher in the Marvel comics. And I think they did a good job kind of transitioning that. So, um, yeah, I liked uh, Baron Zemo, like Daniel Brühl, like he I don't know. He's perfect for that role. Oh, dude. And I know it was very fan servicey, but the one scene in like, was it episode four? I think that he puts on the mask. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and he wrecks just a group of assassins. And that that was beautiful. That was mm. art to me. I think uh, Zemo's still going to have a decent role in any future Marvel things. because Oh, it, absolutely. It showed that he still could influence things outside while still being on the raft. So I think... Like, Zemo's um, a token, not token, um, staple villain in Marvel. And mm -hmm. I, if if he comes back and he reprises that role, I'll watch it. He's just perfect for it. I think the way they end the show with his butler killed all the super soldiers from the Flag Smashers. Yep. Yep. And um, what's her name from Seinfeld came in? Oh, um, yeah. Um, uh, what was the, what was the uh, character's name? Victoria? Is it... No, Vicky. Vicky? But she doesn't want to be called that? Was that it? No, she doesn't want to be called Vic. Well. Um, no, no, no. Valentina Allegra de Fontaine. Oh, and Val. Val is what she Val, doesn't want to be Val called. Val was it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot, I forgot about the, yeah, the Fontaine family. Big family. Like, having her come in in the last two episodes... And kind of just acknowledge what Zemo's done and just be like, oh, well, you know, couldn't have gone better if I planned it myself. I mean, maybe I did. I'm, I think she's working with Zemo. So she was supposed to be introduced in the Black Widow movie. Which, that yeah, happen. she will probably be in it, I imagine. I mean, I heard. No, she is in it. She, she was is. supposed to be introduced in that movie first because Black Widow oh. was supposed to come out first before this series. Yeah, so she got introduced here because of COVID, basically. 
And because everyone's afraid to release a major motion picture on a streaming service. Yeah, I mean, she's a she's a femme fatale. She's one of those um, female spies, so... And she's a complicated character in the comics. She's gone back and forth. Oh, yeah. You know, S.H.I.E.L.D., HYDRA. She was undercover, a double agent in HYDRA for a while. Mm. But she's the kind of character that does terrible things for good reasons, I think. Yeah, well, her own concept of right yeah and you know, um, she even said it in the in the series finale she's like what's coming um we need better heroes or different heroes i forgot what the exact line was but. yeah and i think what they're setting up is she's going to be creating the um what are they the thunderbolts no i was thinking west coast avengers uh no i like i was thinking um because u.s agent who uh, Walker becomes at the end of the show, like the big team he headed up was the Thunderbolts, which I think was originally created by Thunderbolt Ross, like Red Hulk and the enemy of Bruce Banner and the Hulk. Yeah, did was did he lead that team? At least at a time. Mm. No, the reason why I say West Coast Avengers is because... The White Vision got introduced, U.S. Agent got introduced, and they're big um, components of that team. Hawkeye leads that one, I think. I'd go more with the Thunderbolts because I believe the Thunderbolts was like government-controlled, kind of sketchy Avengers. Mm-hmm. And Zemo was part of it as well. Yes, so he... It could go in that direction. He led yeah. the team for a time as well, so... Yeah, yeah. Eh, it can go either way. Mm. what'd you think of um sharon carter uh like Am- emily uh van camp is that her name yeah yeah her van Being camp power broker yeah yeah she comes out as like a big bad in the show yeah i mean i mean after like episode three everybody was kind of guessing that she would be the power broker yeah um i think it's I think it sets up for future big bats for future movies. I think um, I kind of see them setting up like an Armor Wars. I know Iron Man's dead. No, but... actually, I think uh, Armor Wars is on the docket. Is it? Yeah. So I totally see her as a major component of that, that she could be part of the reason all this technology is leaking out to other people. Oh, Armor Wars is on the docket. It's a, they're doing a television series with her. Yeah, so I could see her being the big bad at that one. I love it. I love Armor Wars. That was a... Yeah, well. I think... Um, so they're doing... Yeah, War Machine instead of Iron Man is going to be the top guy. And um, no, I, th- I think she's going to be amassing arms. Yeah. And... Since super soldiers are off the menu, like the next big thing is power suits. Yeah. Right. So, oh, I am, I am looking forward to that. Yeah, actually, I'd love to see that if she's like the kind of behind the scenes big bad of that one. Mm hmm. Absolutely. She's the one giving people these power armors and making it. Yeah. Love to see that. Yeah. Plus, I mean, Sharon Carter, I mean, she's just 
she's had such a limited role in the MCU right now. Mm-hmm. But she always delivers a game. I've never seen a scene with her where I was not blown away. Yeah, and the government did do her dirty after stealing the falcon armor and the uh, shield. And the shield, yeah. And, um, yep, yep. They pretty much, like, exiled her, so she just wants to get back at them. Yeah, which, screw it's a good motivation. Yeah, like, yeah. screw the U.S. government on that one. Like, oh, we'll forgive everybody else, but not you. Yeah, yeah. Huh. I am looking forward to Armor Wars. Shit. I mean, this show set up a lot going forward in the MCU in terms of like, all right, we have the Armor Wars concepts. We have Zemo being a reoccurring villain. We don't really have mm-hmm. any reoccurring villains or hadn't until recently. Seems like we're going to get a lot more mm, of that. No. Oh, well, I think the format changed with the TV series. You could definitely have a lot more reoccurring villains. But in a movie franchise, it, it's kind of hard to do that. Yeah. Don't you think? So now we have Sharon, we have Zemo, we have uh, Agatha Harkness. Mm-hmm. I know we have, like, one or two other people that could pop up, like, as, like, a side character. We have White Vision. Yeah, there's a lot of things in the works, I think. Yeah. And... I'm curious to see how uh, Marvel is going to uh, gel them all together. What was your, um, before we wrap up on the series as a whole, like, what was your take off of Falcon, Captain America's, Sam's, Captain America's suit? His actual Wakandan wings, you mean? Like the Yeah, like his episode? actual Captain America suit. Hmm. It's very, um, uh, what is it, truthful to the comic version. Yeah. It's kind of um, right off the screen. And look, Sam's not a super soldier. He has Wakandan slash like Iron Man level tech that makes him a superhero. And it's a different style of fighting as well. I th- the the technology is there, which I think they did a great job showing as well. Hmm. Uh, I love the part where um, Walker couldn't save the iron car from falling off, mm-hmm. but then Sam comes in and like uh, saves it. So it kind of shows that you don't have to be a super soldier to be a superhero, kind of a thing. I, I like that um, ideology. Yeah, and showing him fight against the super soldiers. He was very maneuverable, like he wasn't going punch for punch with people. He was trying to bounce around more and avoid hits. Yeah. Well, you can't, you can't, he couldn't go toe to toe strength for strength. That wasn't possible. But I liked how when he was fighting Carly, like the wings, he dug them into the ground to like take her impact. And like, he's using what he has to fight these super soldiers and it's he's gonna be a good captain america yeah i think i think his overall demeanor as captain america was great the costume caught me off guard at first um one thing stood out to me but i think you mentioned this to me or somebody else did when he first flies in through a window in his reveal 
his neck looked very bulky to me in the costume. But then... Yeah, because he has those two things on his shoulders. I could see that. Oh, no. Oh, what somebody pointed out to me was later in the episode, it seemed slimmer on his neck. Oh, so it was actually his neck you're talking about? No, what somebody pointed to me that it was probably wires from him busting in the window. And they did that shot. Wires were connected to the back of his neck, making his neck look bigger. <laughs> ah, so it was just a, uh, eh, I don't know. Like his, I liked it. I was, um, I was afraid like other people on the internet yeah. that they weren't going to reveal the Captain America suit until like the end of the series, like like a glimpse at the end. But I'm very glad that we saw the suit in action. Yeah. And I when it came to the end of episode five, I was pretty much convinced that's what they were doing. It was going to be his new Captain America suit with the new wings. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. Uh, well, now we have... A lot of new characters. These TV series are just throwing characters left and right to us. Yeah, there's and, uh, the new potential Falcon. Um, blanking on his name at the moment. Oh, what's his name? Yeah. Um, actually, I think in the comics he did take over. Um, Danny Ramirez? Yeah, he, um, he does yeah. take it over. But he was like genetically modified and actually was a bird person kind of thing. Ah, yes, yes, we did talk about this already. Yeah, yeah, it was, um, I mean, that's the next Falcon. Uh, there's a lot going on. Kind of have to wrap your head around a lot of different things now. Yeah, I feel like we could talk Ooh. about this, like, for days. Yeah, we can, I don't know, I wouldn't mind seeing a West Coast Avengers or even Thunderbolts. Yeah. Thunderbolts is more, yeah, one of those could be, mm. Like, I still want Avengers vs. X-Men. Look, we're getting Loki and we're getting Hawkeye up next. Like, I'm super pumped to see what they do with those. Uh, that's going to be fun. Yeah. Uh, Loki's going to be... So, did you see the new trailer for Loki? Yes, I did. Yeah, so it looks like he's working with an agency. Yeah, it's the, um, the Time Bureau. Yeah, the Time Bureau. Yeah, he's look. He's working with some type of agency to, I don't know, either fix things or make things worse. <laughs> yeah, no. He, in theory, he should be correcting the timeline. And one thought, I I don't think he's gonna correct. The oh timeline. yeah, no, it's Loki. I mean, come on. <laughs> they show so many scenes of like, at one point, it kind of looks like he takes over in a post-apocalyptic world. Yeah, like yeah. leave Loki alone with a dimension hopping time machine that's what he's gonna do oh shit's gonna go bad yeah shit's gonna go real bad and i am all for it <laughs> like at one point he becomes uh what is it db cooper yeah well that was the first teaser that they showed yeah. us right he he becomes db cooper and that's why he disappears because it's loki yeah like uh, and then i think uh like uh, Hawkeye will be a little more grounded, like Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and build to the war of like, hey, what's just going on in our actual world? Mm. Is Hawkeye? Um, it's after Endgame, right? Yes, it's kind of on the same time timeline as 
you know, winter Falcon soldier. Yeah, Falcon soldier. Wow. Okay. Um, Captain in the winter soldier. I want to. Uh, Falcon yeah, in the yeah, winter yeah. soldier. <laughs> we are both doing. In in fairness there. for me, they end the show calling it Captain and the Winter Soldier. Or Captain America yeah, and the Winter Soldier. Captain America and the Winter Soldier. Yeah. But I want to see how they deal with Hawkeye's Ronin days. Yeah. I I think this is gonna happen on the same timeline, but I'm not sure. So I'm really interested to see what they do with it. Ooh. Yeah, I really want to see what he does. Uh, what he does with um, what he did when he was Ronin. Yeah, because he was fucking badass. He was grieving and he was killing a lot of people, but he was fucking badass. And I could see them doing some like flashbacks of during that time because he should be still coming to terms of with the things that he did. Hmm. Haley Seinfeld is supposed to be the next Hawkeye, right? Uh, I think so. Yeah, I think uh, part of the series is um, Hawkeye training the next Hawkeye. And I think what it's eventually leading into is, of course, the Young Avengers. Oh, yeah. Though they won't call them the Young Avengers because, you know, that's silly. Um, But just the (laughs) next generation of people who will slowly take up these mantles. Mm. Yeah, Young Avengers with, um, I wonder if they're actually going to go with um, Miss America and, um, uh, what was the other Miss one? Miss America. Yeah. It's a new, uh, new Marvel character. I'm not familiar. F- fairly new? I'm going to have to look this yeah, one up. No. No, she came out in 2011. So, uh, she's, I mean, are, she's are new you talking the, about she's, Ms. Marvel? No, Miss America. Interesting. I know about Ms. Marvel. Um, yeah. The no, young girl Ms. that America. takes over Captain Marvel's old name. Yeah, no, not her. Interesting. Yeah, look her up. She's, uh, her name is America Chavez. And, um, yeah, she's part of the Young Avengers now. Okay, but, cool. Yeah, she's, I mean, she was concept. Um, she was conceptualized in 2011, so in the MCU history, fairly new. All right, cool. I'll check her yeah. out. Uh, Young Avengers would be pretty good. Yeah. Well, any other uh, new things to look forward to? No, I knew this episode was going to be a little long with the two topics, so I actually purposely didn't look up anything else. No, I kind of did the same. Because, you know, you and me, we could talk about a off-subject for like 50 minutes. Oh, yeah. So you want to talk to me about all the uh, spring and summer anime right now, we'll go for another two hours. But maybe I'll save that for another time. <laughs> exactly, exactly. Um, yeah, I, I right now... I have nothing on my radar. Next week, different story. Well, we'll see. Oh, we'll see what happens. But final thoughts on Falcon and Winter Soldier. Overall rating? Mm. Oh, we're actually doing ratings now? I mean, right. we can uh, if we feel like it. You could just call it garbage or good. <laughs> uh, I give it... Um, um, hold up. Hold up. You go first. I think really good. I give it like a plus... 
I'm not sure exactly what plus though. I don't think it's an A plus, but A plus. Uh, sorry, A minus B plus, maybe Ooh. in that range. Okay, I was gonna try to go with some like clever scale, like um, BAC or something, <laughs> you know, because drinks are I think, yeah. right? But yeah, maybe we'll think about that later. Um, I give it eight and a half shots. <laughs> <laughs> sure, eight and a half shots at a time. Get wasted on Falcon and the Winter Soldier. <laughs> Get wasted. Uh, oh, but it was a good show overall. I definitely suggest, you know, anybody should watch it. Watching it? Oh, absolutely. Hell, this show um, got my uh, girlfriend into the Marvel Universe who had never watched anything else before, so. Uh, you did mention that. And she like started asking you a billion questions about all these other characters. Yeah, I, I, I kind of had to rewatch like every episode. <laughs> she's going down the rabbit hole. Yep. Hole. We're up to yeah. uh, the original Avengers now is what she's currently on. Oh, that's not bad. Yeah, that's not bad at all. <laughs> yeah, at least she doesn't uh, call on me to watch every movie with her. So. Uh, I would love to do a Marvel marathon from Iron Man 1 all the way to Endgame. Just do nothing else but watch the movies. That's what I did during lockdown. Yeah, we don't have the time anymore. I should have done that during lockdown. Chance missed. Yep. All right, buddy. Are we uh, calling it at this? All right. Yeah, I think we'll call it there. Yeah. All right, so, so um, Jinx, you go, you go first. Go first. <laughs> All right, so I suppose we're finding us in places. Um, where are we finding us? It's at the Nerd Vector. Most places um, at the Nerd Vector on Twitter. Mm -hmm. um, it's the Nerd Vector on Spotify, Google. I will be uploading to Apple Podcasts soon. Um, it's the Nerd Vector on uh, YouTube. Mm -hmm. And we didn't plug this last time, but um, join us on Discord. Yeah. Um, I'm, I've been keeping it on. And if you want to just talk to us on Discord, uh, it is the Nerd Vector on Discord. So, And we have a few uh, friends. I don't know. Like, I don't know how we got all the names. <laughs> that was a long spent night by me. <laughs> uh, we, got, we got all the names, but yeah. Um, but I'm also at I think, uh, uh, the Nerd Virus on Instagram. Not a lot posted there. Uh, but I'm trying to be more active in social media. So we'll see what happens. I think I have uh, a few things to post here and there. Yeah, but um, join us. Um, follow us on Twitter. I'll be posting whenever the episodes go live. Um, we are... In the plans of starting another podcast with uh, Tasty and uh, Fanatic Panda on Mondays. Yeah. And they're going to be talking primarily on anime, I think. Anime and gaming. Yeah. So. And we'll have a lot to do. And we have a lot of games kind of pseudo planning to uh, play with those guys as well. So we'll see. We have a few things going on. Yeah. <laughs> All right, buddy. But uh, thanks, for, uh, thanks for listening, guys. We'll see you next week. Peace out. 
Peace out. Yeah, my keys. Thank you.